Yo, yo, it's your boy, Brian Finn, once again, in the building. <laughs> and you already know, it's time for another segment of the Young Fire Podcast, powered by Speakfire. Yeah, yeah, guys, welcome back to another segment, another week, the Young Fire Podcast, yo. And we're going to keep it marching. We're going to wrap it up, actually, this week. Uh, I know I leaned in pretty heavy last week, and it went kind of long. I'm about to really come back to my short segments. Uh, so keeping it under 10 minutes. So we're going to wrap it up, guys. Um, I was really going like, to wrap it up in just giving my unfiltered thoughts and advice to my young people listening out there so get ready guys stay tuned we're gonna wrap it up this is america all black blue part two let's get it yo yo guys welcome back to the young fire podcast thank y'all for joining me as we wrap up this series and this month with this is america all black blue part two and uh, yeah, man, as I listened back to the playback on last week, I came pretty hard, man. I, I leaned in pretty, pretty tough. And I don't know, there's a part of me that felt bad. There's a part of me that kind of didn't because I was, I was passionate about that. It was, it's, it was aggravating. And, um, and uh, this week, I kind of want to cover uh, one of the things that happened in my city uh, with we all understand that the the shooting of Mike Brown, I believe it was back in 2014, I think. Um, but the shooting of Mike Brown, kind of funny thing, it happened in an area that I pretty much grew up in, that I, it was like my old stomping ground area. And when I heard about it, like that afternoon, I was at work, I was on break, and I was hearing about uh, going through my Facebook feed and hearing there was a young uh, African-American male that was shot and killed and how they were sparking hours because his body had laid in the street for like hours, you know, several hours, like I think like three and a half, four hours or something like that. And it was starting to like, it was upsetting a lot of people in the community. And this was like maybe five, six o'clock on a Saturday like when I started seeing all the feeds and by the time I got home that evening I think it was was either that evening or the next day where uh, now mind you like where it happened I live maybe maybe a 15 minute a strong 15 minute drive maybe a 12 minute drive from where it all took place I would say maybe 15 minutes and there was a quick trip, like right around the corner from there. And I'm starting to see that they're starting to become almost like a riot in that area, right around that, right around the corner. And I'm like, I'm talking to my brother, I'm like, yo, uh, there's some news of like some rioting going on in the area. And from that day, like that whole few days after that, it was just pandemonium, just mad mad crazy and I think um, maybe two weeks or so after the uh, after the whole event there was a rally 
that went down on West Florissant and near the Canfield Green Apartments area where it all happened. And I was there at the rally. I was with some friends. And mind you, I was like, I was a little shook because I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know whether uh, they're going to bring the bring the dogs on everybody, whether they're going to bring, uh, you know, SWAT or whatever have you. But I just knew that I was standing in solidarity with the community, that this was foul. This was just all the way jacked up. Nothing about it was right. And in marching and in rallying and even in the fir- in front of the Ferguson Police Department, I went uh, and did a, a quiet protest also on a different day in front of the Ferguson Police Department. And one of the big things, um, looking back on it, is very frustrating when you are a person of color and you already know that when it comes to the police, you will never almost never get a fair shake if there's an officer involved. Like, it's just not one of those things that will happen. And I I say all that to say, with the whole Mike Brown thing happening, and everybody's saying, you know, one side saying he had his hands up, he said, don't shoot, and there was a shot. Another side saying, oh, well, there was a struggle at the squad car. And here's my take. We don't know the facts of whether either of those two acts happened. All we know is that a young man was shot, gunned down. And the thing that continues to tick me off is... Again, like I said last week, that the dog whistle that's being blown by cops saying, oh, I felt like my life was in danger or, you know, that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that really irks me because I'm like, dude, you're lying. Like, stop it. You just feel you carry this badge and this firearm and any opportunity that you get, you know, you're going to take a life, especially if it's if it's minority. And. We see all this stuff happening in our community and there's just a grand level now across the nation. There's a massive distrust of police because we we're constantly seeing what happened. We see, like I said, Mike Brown, you know, Tamir Rice, you know, uh, Sandra Bland, you know, the list goes on and on of people who have lost their lives, minorities who've lost their lives. Uh, behind police and it's like okay people in our nation act as if okay let me just let me restate that white america acts as if police are these boy scouts who tell the truth nothing but the truth 100 percent of the time so help them god you know that kind of mindset and it's like come on now stop you know, making the victim out to be a villain. Stop villainizing, if that's even a word. You know, but stop making a villain out of the victim. You know, there's countless times where we have seen, you know, in these shootings that, you know, the person was a stand-up kind of person. 
you know, let's let's even go back to just recently with the shooting of Botham John. This guy was one of the most spiritual and religious guys, you know, helping people and just has a heart of, of gold, you know, and it's like, yo, but he was still shot. And then they want to bring up, oh, he had marijuana in his apartment or there was a marijuana smell or whatever. Okay, when, you know, not to say, you know, it could have been medicinal marijuana. We we don't know. But everyone was quick to try to, you know, villainize the victim to make him look like he was just this villain who was deserving of being shot. And it's like, come on now, just because, you know, the person is a person of color does not make them a bad person. And in these shootings, we see people say, oh, you know, well, they, they, they had a gun, they had a weapon. And one of the things that I've been learning as I've been connecting the dots of all these things, the weapon that cops are seeing is really our skin, which should not be like that. But sadly, this is America. It is what it is. So I say to myself and I advise, you know, my young listeners, guys, this isn't something that's going to stop. I wish I could wave this magic wand and say, hey, things are going to get better, but they're not going to get better. You know, as I said last week, you know, it's it's not going to get better. So I would encourage you to gird yourselves and know your rights. That's the biggest thing. If you have a, a, a phone, if you get pulled over, record it. Record everything like And it's sad that we're the only ones who have to do that. That's the part that irks me. Like, why am I suddenly, you know, why do I have to have these extra precautionary, take these extra precautionary measures because of my skin color? Like, that's that's so foul, you know, but it's not going to stop. People are still going to, um, you know, make these policemen out like they are, the Boy Scouts of America who are who can do no wrong. So, you know, that, that's 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 sad. That's a sad truth. So my thing is protect yourself. If you get pulled over or whatever, you have any kind of interaction with the police. Do all that you can and all that you must to make it home safe and alive. So. Think about that, guys, and you already know. Until next time. Deuces. We are Speak Fire, a collective group of motivational, transformational, and inspirational speakers with the goal of impacting everyone in our lane to simply be the absolute best version of themselves. If you're a leader in any realm and you want to get better both inside and out, Check out Leadership Fire with Michael Gingras, giving you the edge in leadership performance. If you're a young lady or a young gentleman dealing with bullying or any issue, or you simply want to be a better trendsetter for good, check out Internal Fire with my homegirl Aisha Thomas. If you're a student dealing with academia and you're ready to soar, check out my dude Bobby Berg over at Student Fire. If you're a father out there and you're ready to step up and become father of the year, check out Jody Cedric at Father's Fire. 
And if you're an athlete and you want to tap into the heart of a champion, check out my dude Neil Legend over at Champions Fire. And you already know, if you're a young person navigating the seas of life and you just need to know how to deal, then you already know. Check out your boy, your brother, your friend in the building always, Sean B over at Young Fire. Here at Speak Fire, we are the one-stop shop for everything self-improvement and motivation. Check us out at www.speakfire.com and that's fire with a Y. And be sure to check out new episodes every Monday at 4 a.m. In the words of my dude, Mike G, are you going to be up with us?